optimize your human performance from my personal experience as an athlete, coach, and all-around self-improvement junkie. On this edition of the All Around Joe podcast, I'm going to be interviewing Richard Lynn from Thrive or thriveinside.com, spelled T-H-R-Y-V-E inside.com. Now, the reason that Richard is super interesting in his company Thrive is also equally as interesting is because they have a probiotic. And you may wonder, why is Joe interested in probiotic? Well, they're not a regular probiotic. What they do is they actually take a stool sample and they give you a customized probiotic. So I've gotten the kit. I've done the stool sample. I am now getting a customized probiotic. And if you don't know about probiotics, they can impact all kinds of things as to do with your health. All right. Our guts are nuts if you want to uh, understand a little bit more. So I'm going to get right into this. Um, but before I do, this podcast is brought to you by Audible. All right. Audible is pretty much my favorite app on my iPhone because it allows me to learn when I've got my headphones in all day long. When I get up in the morning, I click on my Audible app and I start learning. It's super cool. You can learn when you're in the car, when you're making your breakfast, when you're walking around the house, when you're going to the bathroom, whatever it may be, you can always be learning. And I always ask my guests if they have any books that they can recommend. So if you go to the end of this interview, Richard has a couple of books he recommends. And we are able to give you a free audiobook from Audible. So if you go to allaroundjoe.com slash Audible, you can pick up one of the books that Richard recommends on us. So just go to allaroundjoe.com slash Audible and pick up a free audiobook on us. So without further ado, I have Richard Lynn from thriveinside.com spelled with a Y T H R Y V E inside.com. I hope you enjoy the interview. Here we go. Hey Richard, how are you doing today? I'm good. Thanks for having me on Joe. Yeah. Thanks for being on. You know, I've been a, a fan of thrive for a little while now, so I'm excited to have you on the podcast and get to hear more about you, more about the company and then teach the listeners pretty much why they should be using your product basically because I think it's, it's pretty awesome. So let's start off though about you. Um, I'm always interested in entrepreneurs and businesses and also tons about health and fitness. So tell me a, a little bit more about you. How, where did you grow up? Um, you know, what's your education? Did you play any sports? That type of thing. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Richard, I'm the CEO of Thrive and um, started my career in software product management. Uh, and grew up kind of in Silicon Valley, so I've always had had in my blood to want to start a company, especially in the tech space. And um, you know, my background has always been shipping software products for large enterprise software companies like SAP, all the way down to startups. And so, wanted to build that experience to eventually start my own company, and uh, kind of fell into Thrive um, because uh, two years ago I took uh, antibiotics and getting really sick from them. And uh, was hospitalized because uh, the antibiotics wiped out all the bacteria in my gut and uh, got a really serious gut infection because the bad bacteria overgrew and caused all this kind of um, a whole host of issues. And so I went to a bunch of different uh, doctors and Stanford and so on and um, was pretty much telling them, hey, you know, like, I don't feel great. Like, you know, I'm going to the bathroom a lot. 
um, what exactly is going on? And they looked at me like, yeah, you're too young. You look too healthy. You know, all your blood work came out fine. Like it's just all in your head, your hypochondriac. And so their diagnosis was, Hey, you got to take some more antidepressants. And after three or four different doctors pretty much saying the same thing, I decided to, you know, take charge of my health and started reading the research on, uh, on, you know, gut health and the microbiome and realized that I had this serious gut infection. And I finally went to my fourth opinion and said, Hey, you got to run this test on me. And lo and behold, it came back positive and I got the right treatment and feeling much better now. And it was through this experience that I realized I, there's a lot of other people dealing with health issues, whether it's chronic or acute. Uh, directly related to the microbiome. And if your audience isn't familiar, the microbiome is the bacteria, yeast, and viruses that reside inside and outside our bodies. Mm -hmm. And science has been showing how these different microbes uh, affect all kinds of things about our health, from neurological, like Parkinson's or multiple sclerosis, to digestive, like IBS, inflammatory bowel disease, or metabolic, like diabetes, or weight gain, or weight loss. And so it's a whole gamut of different types of illnesses that were affected by these microbes in our body. And a lot of people were looking for a solution. They were looking at the scientific literature just like I was. And it was very technical and very hard to read. And especially when you're sick and your head hurts and your stomach hurts or whatever it is, you're not really trying to dive into all this research to try to figure out. And so I wanted to build and use my software background to try to scale that process, make the very scientific technical jargon into very easy to understand information where people can actually understand what's going on in their health through the microbiome and ultimately how to improve it. And so that's how Thrive kind of started. And so Thrive is uh, the world's first gut health program that includes a microbiome DNA test. So we look at the tens of thousands of species of microbes in your body. And we're the first company that's actually indexed every single research article. It's about 36,000 of them. And we pulled out all the rich uh, metadata. So what kind of health health benefits they have, what kind of side effects, uh, what kind of foods they digest, um, what kind of foods are they uh, commonly found in, and so on and so forth. And we tie that to a thousand food ingredients and 300,000 food recipes. So we can tell you specifically uh, personalized nutritional plan based on your microbiome and how do we balance out the good microbes in your body. And so that's kind of thrive. Uh, and, and that's my elevator pitch, right? Okay, nice. <laughs> but uh, that's kind of a little bit of background about uh, myself and the company. Cool. And I, I'm interested a little bit more in like, you said that you wanted to, you knew that you wanted to start some sort of a company when you were, you know, working and whatnot. And then you had this infection that happened from antibiotics. Mm -hmm. Was that, how long did that process take? You're like, all right, I have the infection. I started doing some research and then it was like, oh, I could start something here. What was that? How did that look? Yeah. Yeah. So I had the infection for about two months. So it was a lot of back and forth, just dealing with these really terrible symptoms. And it wasn't until I got treated, I'd say maybe like four or five months afterwards, after things started to calm down, Um, and I, you know, I was in these different forums and different closed Facebook groups with people dealing with all kinds of chronic illnesses, people talking about fecal transplants. That's a whole nother topic, which we can dive into later. (laughs) But, um, you know, I was on all these different forums and everyone was dealing with health issues. And I I thought to myself, and there was other microbiome companies at the time, you know, there's Ubiome and all these different companies, but uh, the rest of these companies pretty much just tell you what bacteria is in your body and at what percentages, but they don't really tell you like the rich information about each microbe, how these microbes work in communities. And ultimately, is there any action you can take from it? What kind of foods should you eat? And so I wanted to bridge that gap. And I knew that 
the other companies were manually sourcing all this information by just hiring a team of PhDs to try to try to curate all of it. And using my software background, I knew that there was a possibility with the technology where we can actually get that information very quickly at scale. And um, that's kind of how we all came together. Okay, cool. And then so at, from that point that did you have to go and like, were you like, Hey, I'm just going to put it together and go contact the right people. Or did I, did yeah. you just start a company or did you, you know, since you're in Silicon Valley, which is way beyond me, but did you go find funding or go present? And oh, I'm yeah. an entrepreneur. So I'm ex- interested in like kind of how the spark turned into what you're actually doing. So like any kind of common Silicon Valley story, it all started either in your garage or your for us on the kitchen. Well, I, could, I should really say it started on the toilet. That's what I did. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, it started in the kitchen and uh, my co-founder is actually my brother-in-law. He's a programmer. Okay. So we got together and then, uh, you know, my product management background is writing up all the requirements, you know, making the visuals and really selling it. And so we were selling this product before it, we even had it. And so we, we reached out to a bunch of people uh, online and mentioned that we're building this microbiome company. If they're interested, you can pre-order one of our testing kits. And that really forced us to have a deadline. You know, nice. you're building a company. It's very easy <laughs> kind of like, at least in the initial phase, it's just kind of like wing it. Um, but by setting up a pre-order date, we had no choice but to actually, you know, go all in and, you know, figure it out. And so uh, we did that. Uh, we built our initial kind of MVP or prototype in about a month. And uh, we went to our investor or, you know, we went to go raise some money um, because we needed to have some funding to support ourselves. And so we raised, we actually raised our first pre-seed round of $500,000, about half a million in about three days. Wow. Nice. Yeah, it was pretty quick. Um, but, you know, we had, we had some traction. We already had revenue before we had a product. You know, we already have a, we had a team in place. Um, it was myself and another co-founder, uh, Stanford PhD in bioengineering on our team. And so, that was kind of, you know, we had the programmer, the sales guy, and the scientist, right? That, yeah. that you need to build this this type of company. And so we brought that to investors and kind of went from there. And it's just been growing since. And how did you find those first customers? Yeah, so they were in the closed Facebook groups and in okay. the forums. And uh, we pretty much, you know, we, we I was already building a relationship with them because we were talking about microbiome and gut health and things like that and mm-hmm. showing each other new studies and going over our test results and saying, Hey, what do you guys think about this? And what, what does the research say? And so we've already built kind of a following uh, in those circles. So, okay, cool. So like, I know that I had always heard, you know, gut health is so important. And like you said, there's so many different things that can be impacted from having different things going on in our gut. Um, can you explain that? Oh, well, actually I felt like I would have all this information given like I said, but you didn't really have any reason or, or, or way of adjusting that. So that's why I thought it was really cool that, you know, this, your, your company came out with this product and whatnot. Can you explain a little bit further the importance of the gut health and like how or why there is not so many more solutions out there for people with having, with these issues, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a great question. I think uh, if you kind of look back at history, Right. Uh, when the antibiotic was invented and the germ theory was kind of uh, proposed, you know, for a very long time, the medical establishment and most people thought every single germ in the world is bad. Mm-hmm. All germs, all bugs are bad. Yeah. We did everything we could to clean ourselves, you know, use all kinds of different soaps and, you know, uh, antibiotics. We just wanted to wipe everything out. Okay. 
And it wasn't until recently, I'd say in the past five to six years, that this not only the sequencing technology has been kind of more affordable, and um, but we've been realizing, hey, the microbes in our body, they're not all bad. They're actually, some of them are good. And we're starting to kill them. And we see this in the sequencing process. You know, the research, uh, the scientists are using really affordable sequencing to be able to figure out, oh, there's all these, you know, we thought there was, you know, maybe... 50 different microbes. Now this, uh, with this technology, we actually see like tens of thousands of species of microbes. And we don't even know how, like I would say maybe like 60 or 70% of them actually do yet. You know, we're still trying to figure that out. Um, But we figured out, oh, there's good bacteria in the body and they, a lot of them reside in our gut. And now we're starting to learn that uh, as we're sequencing different people with all kinds of different illnesses, like I mentioned from neurological to digestive to metabolic uh, and so on, that everyone seems to have a different microbiome compared to the healthy population. And, you know, we've sequenced people that don't live in, <clears throat> don't live in uh, developed countries, you know, the ones that live in developing countries where it's less hygienic. Uh, they're not exposed to modern living, Western living, and their microbes look completely different. They actually have species that don't even exist in us, in the Western population. Wow. And, and so now it's becoming a lot more mainstream and we're starting to learn that, hey, there's a lot of microbes in the gut and and these microbes do affect our health in one way or another. Uh, and so we know that portion. Now the, the more the data that we're trying to gather, you know, how can we design different therapies, different uh, drugs in order to help um, resolve those issues? So, okay. yeah. And what actually does a probiotic do to the gut? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, probiotics are good bacteria. Right, they, you can. They're commonly found in yogurts, or they're uh, found in fermented foods and things like that. And you know, a lot of science has been showing the functional benefits of specific probiotics. So there's different strains uh, of these probiotics that help with digestion. They help with um, you know autoimmunity. They help with inflammation in the body. Um, and there's just a whole host of different strains that help with different things. And so these these bacteria actually, it's not necessarily the bacteria itself, but it's the the output of those bacteria. So what are they actually produced in terms of the metabolites or do they produce neurotransmitters? Do they produce chemicals or vitamins and things like that in the body that actually confer those benefits? And so uh, these probiotics are actually living bacteria. Uh, You you know, you can commonly get them in food, but you can also get them in a pill like in Thrive. We have a personalized uh, variation of that. Um, But, you know, they provide these different outputs in the human body that science has been showing to be beneficial for, for us. Cool. And can you explain how, well, we hear that like yogurt has probiotics in it. Is what is, how is a probiotic that you would take over the counter different from yogurt? It's a great question. I mean, there's yogurts, there's so many different variations. Okay. Right? So there's, you know, the yogurts you buy at the grocery store usually are laced with full of sugar, right? Yeah. They yeah. want to taste good. Yeah. And really healthy yogurt is not going to taste great right sure it's not going to have that sugary taste but a lot of the times the yogurts you find off the shelf they actually use you know powdered probiotics and then they put it in um and then it grows into yogurt and so it's not necessarily the the most natural way of having it um the flip side is there's also off the shelf probiotics right um and something we found out is you know in terms of our research of the probiotic market, about one to two thirds of the probiotics off the shelf in the U.S. actually all come from the same supplier. Okay. And so the diversity of probiotics you can actually get 
are very low. They actually all come from one of the largest food companies, which I will not name here. But um, so you're not getting a lot of variety in your off-the-shelf probiotics. And so one thing that we've been trying to do is how do we source multiple different probiotic strains from around the world? Because there's a lot of strong uh, strains that are helpful for all kinds of conditions in Asia, in Europe, and in the U.S. Uh, but how do we get all these partners to work together to provide kind of the best probiotic offering for consumers? And that's kind of what we've done. Cool. And just as a random thought, is there such a bacteria or probiotic that somebody could like overload on that would have a particular signal that would create something to happen in your body? Like, I don't know, uh, immunity or, you know, it, we're, we're a strength and health and fitness podcast, like something yeah. that would help you to recover faster or something like yeah, that. Yeah. There's actually a lot of, uh, so one of the partners we're working with is going to a clinical study. Uh, I actually don't remember the exact strain, but I believe it was a lactobacillus plantarum uh, species okay. of probiotic. And they've shown in, uh, in their clinical studies to actually improve uh, recovery time. Whoa. And so, yeah, it's pretty interesting. And then lower uh, body fat uh, percentage through you know, other mechanisms. Uh, so there's definitely a, a thing there. Um, there's also been studies, at least in mice studies, where uh, some mice were giving a specific probiotic and their muscle tone actually in, increased and there's uh, stamina in terms of, you know, running on the, the little wheel uh, also increased as well compared to, you know, the controls. And so we, we definitely see a lot of that uh, in probiotics. Uh, we also know that for the microbiome itself, uh, if you're talking about longevity or you're talking about um, exercise, uh, you know, elite, uh, elite athletes actually have a very different microbiome signature than your average Joe. No offense, Joe, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, so they, they have a different microbiome signature. They have a lot of, uh, kind of anti-inflammatory and quote unquote good core ancestral bacteria. And what, what I mean by that is these kind of bacteria that you commonly find in, people that haven't been exposed to antibiotics, people that haven't been exposed to processed foods, those specific bacteria are in elite athletes. And, and as well as for the longevity uh, point of view, uh, there's, you know, uh, a, a subset of people uh, called super centurions, people that live over hundred years old mm -hmm. and also have a very different uh, microbiome profile uh, with these kind of core ancestral bacteria. Uh, the flip side of that is these, some of these bacteria, we actually can't culture in a probiotic. Oh, okay. They only exist in the gut and they're anaerobic. So if they're exposed to oxygen, they die. And oh. so we currently have a technology that can actually grow these bacteria in that kind of environment to make them into a supplement. Uh, and so the way we feed those is through food. Okay. Uh, they're already existing in your gut. You want to eat specifically targeted prebiotics and prebiotics. And the difference between prebiotics and probiotics is the prebiotics are indigestible fibers food that your bacteria love eating, but the human body actually can't process. So it goes through your esophagus, stomach acids, your small intestines, and it becomes this kind of fibrous um, uh, thing that goes into the colon and then all the bacteria tend to eat it up and grow and proliferate. And so uh, a lot of these core ancestrals, you can actually cultivate and garden uh, through specific foods. Interesting. And have you seen much res uh, positive results with somebody who has, let's say, not a high level athlete gut essentially, and then changing and having that gut basically come about and then the performance show up. Is has anybody researching that? Have you seen it? Yeah. I mean, I would love to say that we, we have research for that, but uh, that's a great point. Uh, we, we would love to see more of that actually um, on kind of the fitness side. Mm -hmm. A lot of the microbiome and gut health and probiotics um, angle has a lot, a bit more on kind of disease states 
but you know, we there are some preliminary data on at least for our customers where uh, they lose weight. You know, on the probiotic, uh, they lose weight on the you know the dietary plan that we put them in, mm-hmm. and uh, it helps with you know different diabetes type of um, uh, biomarkers as well. Uh, not exactly performance based, but you could easily see that translating into you know bodybuilding where you want to get more lean and you want sure. to use a few your microbes to accelerate that uh, metabolic burn. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, more on the building muscle and you know performance. You know, we we want to be part of that uh, research as well, and so uh, we're looking at any opportunities there. Sure, yeah, and I think that just being healthy is the number one goal. And then we all just geek out over here on like how to get you know bigger muscles and move faster and yeah. all that fun stuff. But uh, uh, let's dive into how personalized or how do you personalize probiotics at Thrive? Yeah. So our probiotics are, you can think about it as a 90-10 split. So 90% of it is actually based on a questionnaire. So we walk you through a set of questions, ask you all kinds of things about your health, uh, ask you about your goals, and then that tailors about 90% of the strains in in the probiotic. The other 10% is actually based on the kit. And the thing that we find is if we see pathogenic bacteria or bad bacteria, we'll introduce different strains or different prebiotics uh, or different vitamins and minerals in, in order to combat that. Uh, the goal eventually, you know, in the next six to nine months is that ratio switching from 90, 10 to 70, 30, you know, and then 60, 40, um, it just, you know, we got to gather some more data and, you know, we got to continue to improve our supply chain in order to do that, but, uh, we're getting closer. So, uh, that's kind of the personalization of it right now. Cool. And so like, for example, I know that I've sent my stool in and for those of you listening that that's kind of how the process and actually let's, let's stop there. How does, how do people actually go through the process of getting a customized probiotic? Sure. So we have uh, kind of three plans and uh, we have just the probiotic. If you just want to do the questionnaire and go through that, we can personalize it in some way for you. Um, The other side of it is the testing kit. If you you know, don't care about probiotics. You just want to get tested. You want to see your health and you want to know what foods to eat. You can also go through that avenue. And finally, we have kind of the best value where we incorporate both the test and the probiotic and it gets a lot more personalized and it's actually, you know, you save money on it, but we have the gut health bundle that includes you know, the kit and the probiotics. And so you would just sign up, you go through a set of questionnaires uh, and it will give you a really basic health report and say, you know, the next step is to do your test and then we'll ship the test to you in about one to three business days you receive it and then you provide a little piece of uh, your stool uh, on the toilet paper. So you just, you know, dab it, put it in the file. That's a very painless and non icky process. We've really thought about, you know, the collection process, how to make it as seamless as possible. So people, you know, it's already hard enough to do this. Right. And so how do we make it a lot easier for them? And so you ship it in in about two weeks, you get a result back uh, online and we'll notify you via email. You can log in. You don't have to go through a doctor. Um, Everything is done at, at your home, at your convenience. We notify you online and you can check your report all by your, you know, on your own. And if you ever want to talk to somebody on the team, one of the scientists, uh, we also have that avenue open as well. And so after all that, you get your probiotic and we tell you your probiotic health report and say, hey, here's the strains in your probiotic for the specific uh, areas that you're trying to work on. And uh, we send that, you know, every month uh, in the mail. Yeah, it's all super cool. And I concur. It is very easy to do. I was a little intimidated at first, but it was very easy. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And so now that you guys have the data on like me, for example, and as you guys are trying to get more from the 90-10 down to the 60-40 or or even further, Mm -hmm. does, will, because I'm a subscription, I have a subscription to Thrive, will the 
probiotic potentially change as you move closer to that? Or will I have to keep updating my stool? No, I mean, well, so that's a good question. Um, it depends on how, like in the future, how much personalization you want. Um, mm-hmm. We can still use the old test result to personalize. But if you had a very serious life event, like you took an antibiotic or you travel to another country and you picked up their microbes, mm-hmm. uh, or you, you've been eating a McDonald's diet for the past month since we last talked to you, <laughs> it's probably good to get tested again, just okay. where you know your microbes are at this point. And just a little disclaimer to your audience, you know the difference between the microbiome and say like a human genome or a human DNA test is, you know, your DNA never really changes, but the microbes are all constantly evolving in your body uh, when you make really big life adjustments, and so. Uh, the frequent testing is not just a business for us, but it really is important uh, from a science perspective that uh, you, you check on that as it kind of uh, changes and evolves. Cool. And are you comfortable speaking real quickly on antibiotics and what those do to people? Because we, they've come up several and you've had an issue with them. And I think that I try and tell people to stay away from them, but you're probably much more versed at, at explaining it than I am. So are you comfortable yeah, with that? No, I'd love to. So, you know, I think one thing that, um, people may take away from this is, oh my gosh, I can never take an antibiotic. And we don't want you to think that. Obviously, always work with your medical professional on any type of treatment. But antibiotics are lifesavers. So I'm not totally against them. You know, they've, in the developed world, we don't deal with serious bacterial infections that could kill you anymore, right? We don't have uh, leprosy and things like that because of antibiotics, which is a great thing. And so, you know, they're, they're useful in the right context, right? Mm-hmm. If, um, you know, obviously work with your doctor on it, but uh, if you have a life-threatening bacterial infection, yeah, take the antibiotic. If you have uh, a more serious, you know, debilitating type of infection, yeah, you should take it. But in other circumstances, you know, you really want to consider with your doctor, you know, if you have a sinus infection or you have, you know, your nose feels clogged and it's like, hey, first thing is like, I'm going to pop an antibiotic or uh, I have a cough, I'm going to pop an antibiotic because, you know, maybe I have bronchitis as a preventative, you know, you might want to just write it out and see if your body, you know, recovers and you don't have to take it. Mm-hmm. A lot of the, uh, just a little data point, you know, um, it's been forecasted in research that uh, in 2050, antibiotic resistant bacteria is going to kill more people than cancer. It's about 10 million people that are going to be affected. Yeah. Because these bacteria that uh, were so useful, you know, they're so easily killed by antibiotics are actually evolving and they're getting stronger and we're starting to lose the war uh, on them. And so a lot of the antibiotics we have in our arsenal actually don't even work anymore. So these bacteria are just resistant to it. Wow. And it's because of the overuse of antibiotics that we've had. And there's actually no reversing it. And it's just going to keep growing and growing. And the way you can protect yourself is not to abuse antibiotics, right? Mm-hmm. And if you have to take an antibiotic and you feel like maybe it's not justified, you can always talk to your doctor about using uh, a type of antibiotic that maybe is not as uh, systematic or harmful. Mm -hmm. So if, say, for instance, you have uh, an eye problem or maybe a sinus issue and your doctor says, hey, take an oral antibiotic because it's supposed to attack your whole body when you swallow it. Well, maybe you can get a topical one. Maybe you can get a nasal spray antibiotic or you can get a eye drop antibiotic. You don't necessarily have to get you don't have to eat one, right? Because that could right. potentially have a lot of um, um, circumstances and consequences. And and just to kind of give you a little, I know I didn't talk about antibiotics per se, like in terms of what they do, but, um, you know, antibiotics kill bacteria mm-hmm. and they don't discriminate. Uh, I don't, 
from my understanding, there's no current antibiotic that can actually selectively choose a bacteria to kill. Uh, they pretty much just attack everything. And so uh, because we have good and bad bacteria in our body, it, ter- it literally just wipes everything out. And what ha- ends up happening is uh, there's a war that's going on in your body uh, when you do take an antibiotic, and especially uh, weeks or months afterwards where those microbes are trying to grow back and they're trying to take the little niches in your in your intestines because these bacteria actually, they hide in your intestines and they kind of like hang out there. And so when you wipe everything out, these bacteria try to recolonize and sometimes the bad guys will overgrow and they will actually beat the good guys and then you end up with, you know, some serious issues. And so that's why you always want to be careful when you take antibiotics. Um, also a good kind of treatment after antibiotics is a supplement with uh, probiotics. And I'm not just trying to sell this. There's actually a lot of scientific research that shows that uh, different strains of probiotics, especially after taking um, antibiotics, can actually protect you from some of the serious gut infections that could happen uh, because these probiotics start taking up those little niches in your intestines and they start kind of pushing out uh, the bad bacteria for space and for food because these bad bacteria like to eat as well. And so as long as you can starve them, then you're, you're in a good place. Cool. Thanks. Thank you for that explanation. I, I think it's very helpful. And I think that a lot of people don't know, actually know enough about that. And they just blindly say, okay, when the doctor prescribes an antibiotic. So yeah, appreciate that. Um, how long does it usually take for someone to someone's gut health to improve when they start taking a probiotic? That's a great question. I mean, I think um, it really depends on the indication. And so we've seen people with digestive issues like IBS or Crohn's or ulcerative colitis improve actually very quickly mm-hmm. uh, on a specific regimen of probiotics. So higher CFUs, different strains for their specific illness. Uh, we've seen it anywhere from three to five days and they see improvement. And it's not just, I feel better, but Hey, I'm not actually having diarrhea 16 times a day. You know, it's down to three times a day. My stools actually formed. It's not just water, you know, like, sorry, I'm getting a little, um, give it to us. It's all good. (laughs) But you know, like we've seen that with digestive issues. We've seen it with the autoimmune uh, type of diseases, like, um, people with eczema and they go on a probiotic and their flare ups are less frequent. They'll start experiencing these benefits in a week or two weeks time. Mm -hmm. Um, and even when they do have flare-ups, it's a lot less severe uh, on, on probiotics. And so those are just two indications. Uh, weight is a little bit longer, okay. and it really is in conjunction with diet. Like, uh, I'm not going to say that our probiotic supplement by itself is somehow going to make you lose 20 pounds. This is impossible. Sure. But our probiotics are, at least for the weight management um, cohort, helps um, with maintaining the weight, even with very high fatty and processed foods. And so that's what it helps with. So you don't gain weight on it. Uh, but then the food and the diet are pretty essential. Uh, you have to feed yourself the right foods. You can't go drink beer every day and ex- expect to lose weight in like a week. Uh, but you know, for the weight loss people, it takes at least four weeks to see a noticeable difference. Okay, cool. And I, I know that, um, the probiotic is designed to be taken daily. Mm-hmm. Is it a terrible thing if you miss a day? I know that sometimes like I keep it in my refrigerator and it's supposed to be refrigerated, correct? Yeah, we, we encourage people to refrigerate their probiotics, especially mm-hmm. ours as well. Um, thankfully, our probiotics actually last uh, for some time at room temp, but we also just encourage the refrigeration because at a certain temperature, they can die. And okay. so, um, you know, if you leave it out in the sun, it's after a couple of days, it's probably not going to be as uh, effective. Okay. 
Okay. And then, so let's say that, you know, ideally you're taking it every day. Is it going to really diminish your results? If like, for example, I have it in, like I said, in my fridge, sometimes it gets pushed behind one of the condiments and I'm like, Oh shoot, I forgot to take it today. And then I ended up, you know, two days later, I'm like, okay, back on it. And I get on it again. What what are your thoughts on that? The great thing, you know, the great thing is actually because of the strains we chose and the regimen we have, we've actually had customers take our probiotics and then two to three weeks later, they stop taking it and they still feel great. Oh, nice. Now, not the best for business because you know, <laughs> we want people to keep, uh, you know, working with us, but uh, no, it's, it's such a great thing to hear, you know, when, when people actually feel better and eventually, you know, if their lifestyle kind of starts slipping again, then they start getting the symptoms back and they jump back on. Uh, but missing a day or two is not a, it's not a problem. Um, but we do encourage to try to, you know, be more consistent. I think consistency is the key. You know, you don't have to necessarily take it every day, but you can take it every three days um, kind of deal. So, And you mentioned earlier about uh, testing or retesting after major life events. Do you have any kind of like guideline for, you know, yes, all right, I, I moved to, I was in a different country or I was exposed to something strange or whatnot or emotional event or something. But other than that, do you have a recommendation for like, Oh, I like people to test every three months or every six months or anything like that. Yeah. Three months is actually our benchmark. And so it's funny they bring that up. Um, every quarter is a good, good time to check uh, based on their studies. Um, we think, you know, we have actually, it's funny. Our recommendation is to get tested every three months, but our largest cohorts are every month and every six months. Yeah. Um, but every three months is, you know, if you're healthy and you haven't had any major life events, it's a good time to check, uh, based on our data. And we've seen kind of any shifts happen usually in the three month mark versus monthly, um, unless you had a really big life event. Right. Um, but every three months is, uh, the right deal. Okay, cool. And so since you've been doing this, have you discovered any trends in lifestyle or food choices or activities that have like been triggers to cause poor gut health? Yeah, actually, um, we we ran a little test and uh, we saw that kombucha. Funny enough, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it's conclusive, but at least our preliminary data shows that uh, kombucha actually lowers our diversity. And so, if your audience isn't familiar, the more diverse your microbiome is, the healthier you are, or at least that's what the science is saying. Okay. Um, because the more species you have in your gut, the more abilities your body can actually do in terms of processing different foods and things like that. And so you want to have a diverse microbiome. And when we noticed with kombucha is that the diversity actually went down. Now we want to run another couple studies on it and see uh, what happens, but it's weird because, you know, kombucha is, you know, hailed for gut health. Yeah. It could be that the kombucha that we bought off the shelf is just full of sugar and just, you know, it's not really the healthiest alternative. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that may be an issue. Um, yeah. So kombucha was one of the, uh, um, one of the diets that we saw, uh, that lowered the diversity of gut health. Uh, we did see other diets that helped with gut health. Mm-hmm. And so for instance, a ketogenic diet helped with, uh, increasing diversity, increasing specific microbes that are reversely related to obesity. So they help you uh, stay lean, um, juice cleanses, same thing. Um, we think uh, the theory is that, you know, the juice cleanse itself is not necessarily, uh, the one causing an increase of diversity or um, causing you to have certain bacteria that are known to be adversely related to the obesity, but it may be the fasting portion of the juice cleanse that's okay. actually building the right microbes and kind of increasing them uh, for the short period of time. But those are kind of the positives. Uh, yeah. We also see uh, kefir um, 
actually one of probably one of the strongest fermented foods that we've seen uh, where the bacteria actually stay in the gut and we can sequence it later and we find the specific bacteria that we find in kefir actually in the gut as well so Interesting. Do you happen to know, because I'm always curious about the ketogenic diet, I've been talking with a lot of people about it lately. Do you think it's because of the lack of carbohydrate? Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I think people that eat keto probably stay away from, you know, processed carbs and different sugars and things like that. It could very well be that's part of it. Okay. Uh, I also think the increase of, you know, vegetables and low sugar fruits uh, you know, the green vegetables and things like that are actually very high in different types of resistant starches, which feed bacteria. So that could be the case as well. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Um, in doing research for this, uh, I came across an interview and you were speaking about a microbiome sensing toilet. Is that a thing? You know, being in the space, uh, we've talked to a lot of toilet companies, believe it or not. We talked to Toto, we talked to Panasonic Health. You know, they're, I, I can't disclose how close we are to it, but I think, you know, they're looking into having a type of technology that can try to sense bacteria. Okay. Uh, it's all very in the concept uh, phases. And so I, I think we're still very early in that area. But I mean, that's the future. I mean, every time you use the bathroom, we can actually check your health. And that's kind of the goal. You know, we don't need a thrive test kit anymore. We just need a thrive toilet seat. Right. <laughs> yeah. I think it's awesome. You just take, you'd be able to get that data all the time. I mean, you know, as somebody that likes to biohack as much as possible and see that you could potentially change your diet as you needed to, you know, or, or see what your body had, what you ingested that had caused non-positive things would be really cool. Absolutely. I mean, that's, that's the future. So yeah. Um, so we're getting close to wrapping up here. Do you have any success short stories that you could share that you've heard having people, whether it's health and fitness or just uh, disease prevention or reversal or whatever that would be interesting? Yeah. No, I mean, like I mentioned, the digestive cohort is huge for us. People with IBS, people with ulcerative colitis and Crohn's have a huge improvement, not only in their microbiome profile. So the sequencing side of it, we see good bacteria growing. Uh, we see decrease in bad bacteria and increase in diversity. Mm -hmm. Um, but also their symptoms resolve. And so that's been a huge one. Uh, autoimmunity has been huge as well. People with eczema and things like that. Um, we've seen kind of the um, healthy people in fitness, uh, energy levels, you know, people dealing with fatigue, people feeling run down and um, people that usually commonly get sick during winter. Mm -hmm. uh, we've seen people on our <clears throat> kind of our program uh, combat all those things and feel like they have more energy. And obviously that's a little bit harder to, to gauge there's no, yeah, yeah. no type of test that we can see oh how's your energy level right but um a lot of that um kind of subjective um uh, input from our customers has been big sure cool and uh let's see where do you see thrive headed in the next three to five years yeah it's a great question i mean i think um you know thrive or the microbiome space um there's, you know, multiple things that multiple products that we interact with, whether it's, you know, the foods we feed our pets, formulas and things we feed our children, um, the diets we choose, the supplements we take, the medications we take, you know, the shampoos we use and the toothpaste we use and all those different products interact uh, on and inside our body. And they're all using kind of an outdated nutrition facts, mm -hmm. right? One calorie in for you is going to be completely different for me. Our bodies are different. 
uh, how you react to an ingredient in a specific product is going to be completely different mm-hmm. uh, because of our microbiome. We all have different microbiomes on our skin, you know, in our mouth, in our guts, and so on. And so where we see Thrive is being a source of authority for personalizing every single product you ever interact with by sequencing your whole body, by sequencing your spouse, by sequencing your kids and sequencing your pets. We'll be able to actually tell you uh, specifically, you know, which toothpaste is best for you, which shampoo is best for you, which supplements you should take and so on and so forth. And so that's where we really see ourselves in the next three to five years uh, of being that source of authority for your health. That's freaking awesome. I can't wait for that. I, I, <laughs> if there's anything I can do to help move that forward or get the, get the word out, I will definitely do it. So let Absolutely. me know. Um, and then uh, uh, I'm a big learner. So I always ask this question to people. Um, do you have any books or podcasts that you'd recommend? Yeah, I think uh, so. There's one book, uh, Brain Maker, which I think is a, is a great book uh, on the microbiome and our brain health. Um, there's some kind of startup books that I'm I'm sure everyone in Silicon Valley like preaches this, but uh, the hard things of hard uh, of hard things by uh, Ben Horowitz and okay. Lean Startup is another one, mm-hmm. uh, which is really good. Um, and so, yeah, those are some of the books that I've been kind of reading. Okay, great. I love that. So I'm a voracious reader, so I'm going to put all of those on my list. Um, so if people want to learn more or get hooked up with uh, Thrive, how do they do that? Yeah, so you can just go directly to our website. It's www.thriveinside.com. It's T-H-R-Y-V-E, inside.com. Or you can spell it the right way, T-H-R-I-V-E, inside.com. You can find us directly on the web, or you can just Google us, Thrive Probiotics, Thrive Microbiome, or Thrive Gut Health. Uh, You'll be able to find us from there as well. Cool. And if anybody listening in, they want to find the show notes for this, they can do so at allaroundjoe.com slash 140. And we'll put all the links to the books. And uh, if you're driving your car and you need to figure out how to get to the website after this, allaroundjoe.com slash 140. So Richard, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate having the conversation and uh, have a good one, my man. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Hey guys, that was my interview with Richard Lynn from thriveinside.com. As you can see, it's really, really, really interesting what they're doing there. Basically, if we can take a probiotic that is going to essentially make our gut more healthy, it's going to impact many different things in our life. So I highly recommend looking into them. Go to thriveinside.com, get yourself the kit, if you will, so that you can get your test done and get your probiotic that is designed for you. I've done it. My girlfriend's done it. I'm recommending that people do it because we should be taking probiotics anyway. So why not have the probiotic be one that's going to be exactly for us? So go to thriveinside.com, T-H-R-Y-V-E, inside.com to get yourself hooked up with that. And also remember, if you want to pick up any of those audiobooks that Richard mentioned, Go to allaroundjoe.com slash audible and you can pick one up on us. So I'm a huge learner. Richard obviously is a huge learner as well. And you can do that really easily, especially with the commutes that we have these days. Get an audiobook on us, put it on in the car, increase your knowledge, increase your learning. It's great. So go to allaroundjoe.com slash audible and get an audiobook on us. The All Around Joe podcast, where we optimize your human performance from my personal experience as an athlete, coach, and all-around self-improvement joke. I will see you on the next podcast. 
This just in, I wanted to share this with you guys as I just heard it. If you want to try any of the Thrive products, the kit or the probiotics, you can do so and use the code ALLAROUNDJOE and get yourself 10% off. So go to thriveinside.com and use the code ALLAROUNDJOE to get yourself 10% off. Highly recommend you try these products. I've been using them for a few months now and they are good stuff. Let me know if you have any questions.